Hello and welcome to the Find Focus podcast. This is a show for people who care about deep work habits, the productivity power law and all issues related to technology. Have you ever struggled with fear of missing out or feeling anxious? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with on this week's uh, show, where you'll learn to manage your mind, gain control over your emotions and beat your anxiety and fear of missing out with speaker and certified life coach Alex McLellan. Hello, Alex. Great to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me, Martin. Good to be here. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you are helping people with social anxiety? Yes. Yeah, so so I, um, I'm a therapist, uh, so qualified therapist and uh, coach and involved in CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. So that's my background. And I've been doing that for about two years as myself and my own business. Before then, I worked for a number of different coaching companies, so dating coaching companies, as well as others involved in social anxiety. Um, and that was all very much part-time whilst working a rather stressful job in media sales in, in London, where I live. So after sort of five or six years of doing that and living this sort of split personality life, I... Um, I decided I'd make the leap, as it were, to doing what I think is most important and, and where I can be of most use, which is <laughs> as a therapist with people uh, with people who have anxiety issues, suffering from stress or problems with emotional resilience and, and not feeling like they're able to handle their problems, whatever they are. So that's a brief history of uh, who I am and what I've been up to over the last few years, I think. Uh, how did you get into this topic? So, when I was uh, when I was working in sales, uh, my my mother got quite ill. She she got Alzheimer's disease, which is quite tricky uh, to to deal with for obvious reasons. And there was a, a lot of other stuff going on in my family as well. And it wasn't so good. And I was having a pretty bad time of it. And I started drinking, drinking quite a lot, and it wasn't so good. So eventually, I I went and got help. Uh, for it which is probably the best thing i did because i was i was drinking i couldn't afford to keep on drinking at the rate i was which was actually the thing so i got myself sorted out which was the first step and i then sort of carried on living fairly selfishly i think for for a year or so because you know i'd you know i'd managed to get a grip on my own personal demons but i was still very much focused on you know, what was going on in my life because it was a big thing and trying to make sure that I was still succeeding at work and all these things. And eventually I sort of got quite sick of it and um, just got a bit sick of the life I was living and, and not really feeling like I was doing anything worthwhile. I was just making rich people richer <laughs> and, uh, and, and not doing much else that was good. So I was casting around and really thinking about what else I could do. And I remembered going and getting help and that just really spoke to me and they you know they say people become therapists because they want to they want to go back and help themselves and i think that's probably quite true uh, <laughs> i was still sort of reacting to wanting to go back and save myself from all the mistakes i'd made so i i went and, and trained in a form of therapy called iemt or integral eye movement therapy and then got really interested in psychology and cognitive behavioral therapy and and then that led into even more sort of refined coaching and led me to where i am now Yeah, great. Like I recently uh, did in some some research about internet addiction, and I found out that there's a lot of uh, yeah emotional signs of internet addiction that mm. relate to 
what what you're doing, especially like social anxiety, depression, isolation, some kind of mood swings, fear, loneliness, which is often connected like to the use of social media. Have you absolutely have you experienced that like with your clients and uh, yeah in your profession? Yeah, absolutely. Not in the sense of addiction as in they they will be on it for hours and hours and hours a day and not do anything else and neglect themselves which is a marker shall we say of someone who's got a serious internet addiction problem but social media absolutely and mobile phone use absolutely i mean those two are things which are it's it's an interesting area clinically when you're looking at the research because the clinical research and the literature about overuse of mobile phones could not be clearer uh, in that people who have higher usage of their mobile phones more likely to develop depression, more likely to be stressed, more likely to have sleeping problems, and sleeping problems are then indicative of other mental health disorders, more likely to become socially anxious. And actually some very interesting research, which has uh, been done in the last few years, is, is nothing to do with that, but it's about how much people like each other. And very interesting that, you know, if two people who haven't met before are put into a room and they're They're there to have a conversation. If there is not a mobile phone on either of their persons or present in the room, then that conversation is quite good. Whereas if just a, an innocuous or a mobile phone is introduced, one that isn't theirs but is just visible, the two people rate themselves as liking the other person much less, significantly less, than if there isn't a mobile phone. And that's very interesting. So, yeah, mobile phones are are not so good they are good obviously if you're in an emergency and you know you need to do this that and the other but i'm very frequently speak with people who because of their mobile phone they've always got work with them and that's just raising their stress level because it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the evening and then they get a work email that they feel they have to check and so they're constantly thinking about it and it stops them from resting properly and then they have then they're struggling in lots of ways i i was speaking with uh, the uh, directors of a company uh, a large company uh, that i can't name but it's a it's a well-known candle brand um which is very popular in the uk and, and america and if the directors of their european and middle eastern areas decided to get me in to speak for them and one thing they all did was took their mobile phones home and, and they were working till very late at night and then coming back and bringing work home with them and and one of the things i really had to fight for was just to say look after a certain time each day switch off your mobile phone and get off at the email because it's gonna it's gonna kill you um Perhaps not so dramatic as that. <laughs> um, but on social media, social media is interesting if you're reading research about it because there's a lot of research which has found that social media doesn't seem to have had an impact on people's baseline levels of esteem or prevalence of anxieties. And in fact, in marginalized and highly isolated individuals, so people have got anxiety problems and who live in the middle of nowhere, for example, social media is actually quite good for them because it does connect them with people that they may have, that they may feel, you know, are similar to them and, and that can be good. But actually for the majority of people, and if you look at subjective experience, shall we call it the experience of the individual, um, there is no doubt, at least in my mind and, and in some um, studies out there that overuse of social media and this overexposure on social media does cause a lot of problems um, to self-esteem to um, people's ability to think rationally and think clearly i think and and um, just on their baseline levels of stress and anxiety you know it's uh, 
it's not nice if you're having a conversation with somebody face to face and you know their phone keeps on popping off and <laughs> they have to check it because they need to see if somebody's liked their photo on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. It's, so no, um, in, in, a, in a long rambling answer to your question, social media, I see it a lot. I see the effects of social media and, and a lot of modern technology um, pretty much everywhere. So yeah, just what, what's uh, the best way to deal with it like from your experience? So from my experience, I, I always recommend people to do a couple of things. The first is to have at least a couple of periods throughout the day where they turn off their damn phone. where they sh I, So I always have my phone off during breakfast and dinner because I think, you know, there's, there's important times of the day, should be eating, should be focused on something. I want to have a conversation with my girlfriend over dinner, for instance, so I don't want any distractions then, and I think that's important. I also think it's important to limit how much time you are on social media because for some things it can be good, but you've got to ask yourself, well, what are you really gaining from it? You get to see photos that you don't really care about and maybe feel mildly jealous about it. Well, that's not really good, is it? Or you get to read about the latest thing to irritate you and the, you know, uh, some people, for instance, are you know, absolutely angry about everything it seems these days and, and social media just becomes this big echo chamber of the same opinion as you but getting more and more and more outraged so it's not good to expose yourself to that too much so limit your time on social media and obviously one of the easiest ways to do that is with something like a, a website blocker and and um, i know obviously you do a very good <laughs> one for, for reasons actually we could maybe talk about because i think the way yours works is very interesting um and very good but it's it's absolutely essential that you're using one of those as well just so you can get stuff done and so that you're not filling yourself and and, and your day with quite frankly stuff which is which can be toxic to you um not saying it's all doom and gloom and <laughs> and uh, you're doomed if you decide to go on facebook or twitter or, or google something not at all but it's just about having a having an approach of moderation just everything in the right amount and i think that if you can limit the amount of time you're on your phone and you can have limit the amount of time you're on social media and that and sort of those sorts of news websites is is for the best and and it's amazing how quickly people begin to feel less anxious and less stressed and and generally just a bit more content day to day when they start doing that Yeah, what I see is uh, if I talk to people one on one, and it's the fear of missing out. Like, uh, I I just want to check Facebook. Maybe there's something going on, and oftentimes it's just an irrational fear, but it's still a fear. And the science clearly shows that this fear is real. So, how yeah. do you deal with this fear? Stop checking. It's just stop checking <laughs> because because here's the thing. Okay, well. So it's natural that we that we want to be doing a good thing all the time, shall we say, right? Um, and it's also natural that we don't want to miss out on something. And I can remember times when I was growing up and definitely before social media is what it was today. And, you know, you'd, your friends would be going out to see like a, a gig or a band or something like that, and you wouldn't hear about it. And then the next day you'd feel like, oh, damn, I, I missed out on that. That was upsetting or that, you know, that sucked. Um so fear of missing out, it, it is a real thing. How you stop it is twofold. For me, don't have it to begin with, so don't be checking. And ask yourself, okay, well, if someone's checking their phone or thinking, oh, what am I missing out on? Well, why aren't you enjoying where you are now? 
that's a much more interesting question to me. What what is it uh, you want to be different? Um, what what would stop you from what are you worried about missing out on it? And actually, just to ask yourself these questions. And usually, usually, what happens when people do that and they start going down that rabbit hole? I say is they and they start going, okay, well, why am I unsatisfied right now? Why why am I why why do I want to leave this situation to go to a new one? You'll actually find a you you actually find something which is much more interesting. You'll find a good answer to those questions, which means that you can stop yourself from having that same fear next time because it may not be a fear of missing out. It may be a fear of doing what you're currently doing. Um, or it may be a fear of living away you're currently living. You know, if people are, you know, I, I don't think anybody's expecting an invitation to the next red carpet event to land in their Facebook inbox, right? It's not, that's <laughs> not going to happen. So what are you afraid of missing out on? Um, ask yourself that question and why you're afraid of missing out on it. And you, you'll be able to engage with that much more rationally and then you're less likely to have that fear of missing out because then you realize actually i'm just being a bit you know i I, i'd like this to happen and i can create that here or i can i can just enjoy where i'm here instead or something like that yeah i think for for me it's and i talk about this a lot in my webinars about yeah creating your own life and like all this social media is like just all this uh stuff you consume passively but uh if you go out there and actually decide what what's really valuable in life and then try to create these opportunities and go out there and make them happen i think carl newport talks about in his deep work like the any benefit approach where of course yeah as you said like facebook can be useful but is it the most useful use of your time so. mm. and, and often it's not I, i'm only on it because i have to be for business um if that makes sense because you just can't have any sort of business running without it it's interesting actually what you say there and about okay yeah you look at facebook and what's happening out there and actually look at yourself and go and create that and there's an element of truth in that but also what people have to remember is what's on facebook or twitter or instagram is a highly edited form of that person's life we self-esteem issues come in here when you compare yourself to people you're similar to there's no point in say you and i comparing ourselves to christian bale or leonardo dicaprio because they're too different to us they are <laughs> too different they live the movie lifestyle thousand you know millions of fans and wealth and all these things i don't get jealous when i see christian bell at a party but if i saw a friend who i went to school with living this mate just you know amazing house and you know wife and going to all these amazing parties i'd feel a bit bad about myself because i think i knew him when he was 12 and and that's where facebook can be quite damaging so when you see so when you see these people living an amazing life and you've got the fear of missing out that you're not having that too, well, that's a highly edited form of that person's life. There's there's all the bad stuff that you don't see. And, you, and a friend of mine once said this, and I found this to be fairly accurate, is the more people post positive things on Facebook, the closer they are to having a really big problem, um, <laughs> the closer they are to it all going wrong. And it's true. Um, there is something in that, I believe. Do you have any particular story where you noticed this in your life? Oh gosh, yes. Um yes. So it was a few years ago and I was probably yeah, I was really not in my best place, I think it's safe to say. And there was a guy I went to school with and I'm not going to name him because you could probably find him on my friends list, but he was a guy I went to school with and I I didn't know him that well. But 
we knew we were in the same year and we'd say hello to each other and that sort of thing, but never really thought anything of him. And I, I just saw he'd posted up and he'd just bought this amazing house somewhere. And he had a he had a pretty girlfriend and I didn't have anyone at the time and I was feeling very alone and very isolated actually. And I just remember looking at this going, I've done nothing worthwhile. And I it was just and all of this is going wrong. And I was looking at him, I was looking at this just going, we were the same. Like we were, we were so similar. And yeah, I say so similar. Obviously, we spent time around different people and, and all these sorts of things. But you know, we were the same age. We went to the same school. We got similar grades. I remember that. And I just remember thinking, how am I? doing a job I hate, living in a flat in London that I, I really is too small and is very way too expensive without anybody to go home to, just feeling miserable. And I'm looking there and he's it, the sun's out and the house he's just bought with a... What's going on? And I, I remember just absolutely feeling like the lowest form of life on earth at that point in time. And I, I think a few people will feel that from, from time to time. That's 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 the time I really remember thinking I should probably stop spending so much time on Facebook because the worse I felt about myself, the more time I was spending on Facebook. Um, and it was only when I sort of stopped that that I could I could then start to look at myself a bit more, which is a scary thing to do. But obviously, when you start doing that, then you actually start making good changes. Yeah. So uh, you you said like you're still using Facebook for your business. So how how are you dealing currently with your Facebook usage? Like uh, do you like uh, how do you uh, regular like how how are you using Facebook? Okay, um, interesting question. Not one I actually really give much thought to. What I tend to do is obviously I have because I have a Facebook page for my business. Um, practical anxiety solutions um but i've got a facebook page and usually people have sent me messages during the night or something like that when my phone is away here's a big tip sleep with your phone away from your bed so just sleep with it away. but people put it on charge right by their bed and that's just nuts to me because you're trying to fall asleep and there's whatsapp messages or, or facebook notifications going off and it's like no just move it to a different to the other side of the room and if people say well i use it as my alarm clock buy an alarm clock you can get one for 10 <laughs> 10 pounds or 10 euros or whatever it is um so what I do is I'll I'll get up in the morning and I'll have you know I'll have my breakfast and I'll sort of write a to do list out for the day and I'll sort of have the first hour or so of my day technology and internet free and then I will I'll I'll get sort of Facebook and emails out of the way I'll see I'll go through sort of different groups and stuff and and see if people have posted anything relevant for me and then after that I just tend not to have it open now um i'm at a point where it's just not something that i go on i go on it when i've got a notification from somebody about something which is actually you know how we're, how we're speaking now you sent me a message and i got that notification um so i'll go on when that comes up during the day but it's not something that i do as, as soon as i've gone on there and replied to the thing i've i've replied to I, i just close it but i've managed to train myself into that what i started doing was just having rigid times when i would use it and obviously this was years ago but i was using um i was using website blockers throughout the day to stop myself from going on it uh that was especially useful at work because i was i was at one company where if they caught you on facebook at all during the day you were in big trouble <laughs> um so that's where it really came in and then more and more i just carried on using blockers and then i didn't need it anymore i switched laptop and i just forgot to install it and then but i found i didn't need it anymore which was nice 
so if you're thinking about reducing it i just plan in three or four times during the day which for me would be a lot but plan those times in and those are the windows that you're checking facebook and, and doing what you want to do on there but the big question as well is why do you want to go on yeah what what do you get out of going on that's the question i'd always be asking myself is well what am i actually getting out of being on here yeah, that, and sometimes that's, it's just waste time. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. that's great. Like I found for for myself, I do not have like Facebook even on my mobile phone anymore. No email mm. on my mobile phone. I do every all the work that I need uh, basically on my computer. That's why I created my my software because that's where mm. I uh, where I'm online. But just uh, forcing myself to actually boot the computer and just having it in my office where I can still access all the sites and all the services and contact all the friends and people I want uh, is so so helpful because it's it's not so close anymore and that's mm. that's really helpful for me no I think it'd be helpful for everyone <laughs> yeah. I I, re I really do uh, it's if you can shut the door and contain it contain the madness then um no then that's a good thing uh, is there anything I haven't asked you about developing yeah, social anxiety and deal with it that you would like to share with our audience uh, of our people like suffering from social anxiety? Well, in terms of, so I think we've, we've, we've approached it in a really tangential way. And obviously we've been talking things about technology and I, I which I think is so important. I th and I hope that the message has become clear throughout it, but in case it hasn't, I'll make it very clear now and I'll make it explicitly clear, especially if you've got social anxiety or stress. And you're wondering, well, what can I do about this? There's a few things. People will try and tell you that you need to feel confident or that you need to feel motivated. And it's about feeling better. Well, it's not. It's not about feeling better. That's the biggest lie the self-development industry sell people. It's about doing better. It's about being better. It's about performing better. It's about doing the things that you would do if you were better. And that's the first thing I'd always ask people is if you didn't have the problem, if you didn't have social anxiety or you didn't or you weren't overly stressed or you had the time that you wanted to have, or you were doing the job that you wanted, if you had what you wanted to have, essentially, what would you be doing? And a lot of the times I ask people that and they go, I don't know. Because when you have a problem, all you're thinking about is how awful it is to have the problem. So that's never going to solve anything and people will tell you yeah you just need to you just need to ask the universe to help you out or whatever it is or <laughs> some awful 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 thing manipulative exploitative thing like that um what you need to do is you need to think okay if i didn't have social anxiety what would i be doing well i would i would do this i would do that okay now how can we work towards doing that sort of thing and to really go into detail on this okay well if i didn't have social anxiety i wouldn't care what people think of me so much big thing okay so what makes you care what other people think of you how do you know when people think well of you what do you use as that as that judgment and really understand that about yourself and I'm, I'm, I said that specifically because that goes back to something like Facebook and social media, because a lot of the time, well, I know I'm feeling good about myself and all that when I'm getting a lot of, a lot of likes on Facebook photos and all these things. But so you, you identify that how you know when you're going to be better and then you plan to do those things. And whenever you're in a situation that you're not happy with and you're not feeling comfortable with, well, why? What is making you be there? What are you saying to yourself? And really understand that. And 
you know this is this is you know primarily what I do with people and if people want to learn more they can um they can go to my page and see videos I make and all these sorts of things but as a general overview the most important thing is to understand okay well how how will I know when I'm better quote unquote how do I know I have my problem now quote unquote move away from the actions that tell you you have a problem now and move towards the actions that tell you you don't have a problem anymore and if you can do that by and large, you end up solving the problem. And it is a bit more complicated than that. And it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. So prepare to work at it. But if you do, then things tend to get a lot better. And they get better quite a lot faster than most people think they would, actually. How long uh, do you think uh, it will take to, to get better? Oh, well, that's a very, very hard question. And I couldn't possibly give an accurate answer because it's so so subjective okay. um it's so subjective i've i've worked with people and we've done an hour together and their whole life has changed in an hour oh, i've worked awesome. with people <laughs> where i've worked with people where i've seen them for eight once a week for eight weeks and it's only on the eighth week where they're re where they're at that place where they said you know i i don't feel like i have that problem anymore um so it, it was really really subjective i think it's i think it's just about doing a bit better every day you can you can if, if that makes sense you know don't don't try and rush it and don't think well if i'm not better now then that means this or that's the other it just means okay well, am i doing something today a bit better than i did it yesterday and if you are then that's great and i think you should just keep you should you know you should be your own yardstick i think um you should be your own yardstick Yeah, that's that's awesome, and I I think there's so much advice coming on us, like from all different kind of sources, like blog posts, internet gurus, Facebook. Mm. Like uh, sometimes people pay for for this to get this information in front of you. Sometimes you stick it out yourself, but it's so mm. so much. And I think in the end, it's about us uh, making our own decision. Maybe you do not want to be like a famous actor or something like that. Maybe you were just happy, uh, yeah, having a great life with your family or whatever like building a small business or whatever it is uh, mm. and that's yeah exactly that i think the big shame about the industry is it sells the big it sells the big sort of live this amazing lifestyle and there's a guy who i'm not going to mention but he is one of the most insidious exploitative awful people i've seen who he does a lot of uh, he does a lot of videos and he targets them at young men usually with poor credit and um he's got like a he's usually got like an incredibly nice expensive car in the background or <laughs> girls around him and if you think about it you probably know who the hell i'm talking about god i really here in my garage <laughs> i'm not saying anything <laughs> no no i didn't know that name but that's another, another person for me to go and find um no but is in we get sold this whole Very, you know, super attractive lifestyle, tons of wealth, tons of this and that and the other. But actually, that's not going to make you any happier. Um, I think, I think it is time that people go. You know what? Just what, what would be good for you? You know, maybe that is just going. I'd just like to go out and meet some new people, and that's that's what you want to work towards. You know, you don't don't feel like you have to be the next Brad Pitt or whatever it is. You know, or or um, whoever. I don't know. I, I'm really bad at choosing these examples, <laughs> but you just you just figure out what's right for you and, and you work towards it. Okay. Uh, what final thoughts do you have to to help people motivate? Uh, yeah, to get a better life, to get uh, rid of uh, anxiety, and uh, like having like creating this life that we are talking about and developing our own vision. 
Okay. So, you know what I do? Get very good at, just get really good at understanding what's going on in your own head. And I think a nice way to do that is just have a little, like sleep with a notebook beside your bed. And every night before you go to sleep, just think about what you've done well that day, what you haven't done well that day. Um, think about some of the things which maybe are causing you stress or anxiety and, and pick those apart a bit and go, okay, well, what happened here? Why was that so bad? as opposed to something else and really get used to thinking and, and picking that stuff apart because you'll see where you make mistakes and that's really useful because then you can fix it. Um, lose your mobile phone, just get rid of it a couple of times a day. Just get, really get good at isolating yourself from that. Get good at isolating yourself from a lot of social media. I, I wanted to actually say before, before we um, ended and, and this isn't a, obviously a, a, a direct promotion for, for your, for your blocker, but I, I, I looked at it and, I think it works really well because obviously somebody has to type in, you make it hard for people to go to the site they're trying to access. And the reason that's very good is because usually the urge to go on that site is an impulse and it's a very strong emotional impulse. And that's why people will just find a way around very quickly. And what I like about your blocker is that it introduces a time gap. And usually during that time gap, people's logic and reasoning kicks in and then they can do the action, which is better for them, which is usually avoid the site or whatever it is. So I really like that. And I think that's a good tip just to expand everywhere, because let's say you're trying to stick to a diet, right? And then you get the craving Well, you haven't eaten enough that day and you're getting a real big craving and you walk past and you see a chocolate bar. Well, instead of going in and buying it straight away, just think, okay, I'm going to count to 20. And if I still want it as much by the end of 20, then maybe I'll go get it. And mm. but just introducing a little time delay and making it a bit harder for yourself to to do the bad thing is usually a good idea as well. Exactly. That's why I do not have any any sweets in my house that are accessible. <laughs> so just having like the gap between me going to the store buying whatever I crave in the moment uh, is just like I, I it's enough time to get conscious again and say like yeah, yeah it's not not that important. I care more about my health than the yeah short-term craving yeah. and make it easy for yourself to do the good things now yeah. i'm leaving my current gym which is 10 minutes away to join one which is two minutes away so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so make it easy for yourself to do the good things too okay uh thank you alex and please tell us how can people find out more about uh, what you do and uh yeah well can they find out about yeah i think you mentioned your website so what's it oh yes uh, so my website is www practicalanxietysolutions.com or people can go to my Facebook page which is Practical Anxiety Solutions and on my Facebook page you'll see sort of videos and and blogs and that sort of thing when I when I decide to put them up uh, which is slightly it slightly less frequently than I feel I should but there's lots of advice videos and things on there or you can go on my website and, and find out a bit more about me and working with me and my approaches on things Okay, awesome. Thank you for a great interview, Alex. And um, thank you for having me on. <laughs>